It's drum roll time. We are at episode of 100 of Leading Women in Tech. I am delighted you're joining me. Let's have a little celebration along with a little competition and maybe some new insights for you. You're listening to the Leading Woman in Tech podcast, where we talk about real leadership and what this means for the world of tech, the techniques, tips, and strategies you can use to become a standout leader. I'm your host, Tony Collis, tech leadership coach, strategist, and coffee lover. And in each episode, I share my best insights designed to make your success not just simple, but inevitable. Whether you're on the way to the C-suite, an emerging leader, or a budding entrepreneur, this is the podcast you need to become a lit-up leader and turn your tech passion into a career you love. When I realized we were approaching episode 100, I was like, well, what should I be sharing? Like, we've had some great episodes over the last 99. I honestly cannot believe we're at episode 100. (laughs) It's not that long ago, in my mind at least, that we started. And I thought, well, we'll give this a go, see if I like doing it. By the way, I love doing it. It definitely helps that I have a team doing a lot of the back-end work for me. I rock up and I talk and... (laughs) Everything else pretty much gets taken care of these days, which is amazing because I love to talk. You might have noticed that about me by now. And I've had such a blast over the last nearly two years, not quite two years, because we do more than 50 episodes a year. But I can't believe we're here. We are here. Episode 100. So I was trying to think, like, what, what do I want to do for this episode? What little tidbits? What great takeaways could I give you? And I thought, you know what, let's make this a little bit different. So I want to talk you through some of my favorite resources I have, some of the go-to books, some that I've been using even when I was an executive myself, pre-executive years, some that I have picked up subsequently as a coach and now I recommend to everybody. And there's at least one in there that is a very recent read that I'm like, oh my goodness me, I wish I'd had this a year ago. So I want to share with you my top five books, the books that I have used to leverage both my career and my clients' careers, and the ones that I think every single one of us should read. As with any resource, of course, take what is useful to you, ditch the rest. That includes this podcast, by the way. (laughs) What I say doesn't work for every single person. In every single context, we all have to take what we need from a situation, from a learning, from somebody else's advice, and apply it. And that applies to these books too. I don't follow everything in all these books. These books are pretty juicy. So I'm going to just go through my top five books and a few honorable mentions, but there's something even better than that for you. I am going to give away, because I wanted to celebrate, so I'm going to give away to two listeners of the podcast my top five books. So two of you will be receiving a stack in the mail of my top five books. Wherever you are in the world, I'll be covering the postage. Uh, all you need to do to win this is to share this episode or your favorite episode of the podcast on social media or with somebody that you think would really benefit from listening to this. My mission with this podcast is to change the world of technology through elevating more women. And so I would just be completely honored if you are finding this useful, if you think you know someone else who would find this useful, to go and share it with them. That would make my day and hopefully their day too. And if you do that, you are then in the chance to win a stack of these top five books. What's not to love? All you have to do is go to bit.ly forward slash LWIT dash EP100. That's LWIT for Leading Women in Tech dash EP100 for episode 100. Link in the show notes. I tried to give you a bitly link, but link is in the show notes. <laughs> go to that. It's a Google form. 
to give me your name, your email address and upload a screenshot of the share. You can share as many times. One share is one entry. I think you can do five entries in one form submission. If you happen to share more than five times, you can submit the form more than once. Uh, and for every every share, you get an entry. And then at, on June 3rd, 11.59pm Pacific time, we will be shutting that form down. And the following week, we will be drawing a winner. And if you are one of those two lucky winners, you'll get a message from me or my team um, organized shipping those five books to you. If that sounds good, make sure you head to the show notes to get that link, bit.ly forward slash LWIT dash EP100. Share as many episodes as you want. One share equals one submission. You can share the same episode in multiple places. Those are multiple submissions. And hopefully we can get the message out there and at the same time and give you an opportunity to get these books. Now, if you follow me for a while, some of you may have some of these books. Some of them are not going to be a surprise. So let's dig on in. Book number one, my number one book that every single one of you should read is Rise by Patty Azzarello. I feel like I need to get on a commission agenda with this lady because I recommend her book to everybody. <laughs> um, her subtitle is Three Practical Steps for Advancing Your Career and Standing Out as a Leader. And although, yes, there are three steps in there, this is just full of nuggets of wisdom. This was the book that changed my career outlook. It really is the game changer in how we think and operate as leaders. It is about realizing we need to be strategic for ourselves, not just our organizations. And those two things go hand in hand. If you can start being strategic in your career, you are actually going to be more strategic for your organization as well. They aren't exclusive. You don't have to sacrifice everything for your employer. And equally, being strategic for yourself is not about doing something over for your employer. It's also recognizing that there are no prizes or shortcuts for doing everything yourself. Like she has some great advice in there on how you need to be leveraging your team and how you need advocates, even more than mentors at certain points in your career. And she really embraces the concept of investing in yourself, appreciating that you and your career are the most important thing in our lives because we spend more time doing our career than anything else. That's where I really got that idea from, that concept. And she just makes it very clear that, you know, it's time to take this whole thing seriously. Um, one of the other things that the first time I read it was a real game changer for me is appreciating there's nothing wrong with being a translator. And in fact, as an executive, that is your job. Now, what do I mean by translator? It is being the person that takes the in-depth information that your team is telling you that's very detail-oriented and being able to turn it into speak for the right audience, your peers, your fellow executives, your CEO, your stakeholders, the customers. That translator is something that for the longest time I thought was kind of important, but nobody's paying much attention to it. It was what I was naturally good at. I was never a super techie person. I was never going to be a stand-up programmer. I kind of didn't enjoy the programming. I enjoyed the outcome of the programming. And I was never like one of those people that really just be passionate about programming or architecture in any way. So to read this and realize that being a translator is the job of an executive, I was like, oh, this is me. It gave me permission to aspire to being that person. So that's my number one book, Rise by Patty Azzarello. And all of these books will be... Um, in the show notes so you can go and get the list from there. My second book, again, you may well have heard me talk about this one, The First 90 Days by Michael Watkins. Again, I recommend this to everyone, clients, people I meet one time, friends, family. I feel like I should buy books, copies of this book for like everybody I work with. <laughs> 
If you ever start a new job or you transition into a new role or take on new responsibilities, you are transitioning. And this book is what made me realize how important transitioning is. It's why I'm so passionate about transition coaching. And it is one of the primary foundations of my coaching model. It's one of the three seasons that everybody goes through. And there's a dedicated suite of training that I provide for it because transitioning is so incredibly important. Now, this book, the one criticism I have of it, it is very quick but dense in the sense that one sentence will embrace one huge nugget and you have to unpack it. Part of why I have a job is helping my clients figure out like, okay, this book says all these great things now, what do I do with all that? But it is a great place to start and should be a must read for every transition you go through. Just don't leave it too late to read it. I actually advocate you read it before you're doing the job hunt. Okay, book number three is Ask For It by Linda Babcock and Sarah Lashiva. I don't know if I'm saying that name right. Uh, Apologies if she's listening. I'd be honored if she was listening. Um, Again, this is a little bit of an older book now. And it's about negotiation. And it's certainly not the only book out there on negotiation worth reading. Far from it. I think I've read many books now on negotiation. Many are actually better in terms of like giving you tools and techniques and the principles of negotiation. But this one is tailored towards us as women. And it's really about how women can use the power of negotiation to get what we really want. That's actually the subtitle. And it's the first book that opened my eyes to how little we negotiate as women and how I was personally shying away from it. I love it for the real world examples and practical tips it offers. And the fact that it shows for women, like the difference that we can make by just making tiny little changes in every aspect of our lives, not just the obvious ones, such as the salary negotiation. Negotiation is everything we do. And we need to appreciate that. In fact, as leaders, you could argue negotiation is 90% of your job, right? So yes, it's not the most advanced negotiation book out there. But if you are new to negotiation, you don't stand your ground, you don't hold your boundaries, You don't ask for stuff, even if you're good at negotiating your salary, but you're just not negotiating anywhere else in your life, including with your partner, with your kids, with your parents, with your siblings, with your friends. You're negotiating all the time. If you find that you're not doing it or you have resentment, go read that book, Ask For It by Linda Babcock and Sarah Lechevre. Book number four. This is a brand new one to me. I only read this for the first time last summer, I think. Although the book itself, I believe, has been around for... Uh, five years, maybe 10 years, I can't remember. It's called Flourish by Martin Seligman and it's subtitled A New Understanding of Happiness and Wellbeing and How to Achieve Them. So why am I recommending this book when I'm talking about leadership? Well, it's a positive psychology book. The Martin Seligman is a psychologist. In fact, he's a psychologist. My parents, who were psychologists until they retired, uh, had recommended themselves to me Um And this is really the book about the power of positive psychology. Martin Seligman is the guy who basically invented the concept of positive psychology and everything it can do for you. And particularly his phrase of learned optimism. Until I'd read this book, I had not really appreciated what that actually was. It's a scary book in some sense. And when you look at it in a negative sense, you realize how damaging it is that we don't embrace the idea of learned optimism in society, the damage that we're doing to ourselves, to each other, by assuming that optimism is something we do or don't have, or it's external, rather than appreciating it's something we can actually learn, but without making that a blame opportunity, right? Without blaming ourselves, without blaming other people, like it's your fault that you're not more optimistic, that 
things aren't working out for you. And it really talks about the correlation between optimism and benefits to everything in our lives. And it really kind of amplified my work with my clients around the way we think, which I already knew was really important, of course, as a coach, the way we think really having such a huge impact on the outcomes and the fact that we do have far more control over that than than we assume we do. It really changed the approach to not only my coaching, but my personal life as well. And I think actually it's even rubbed off on my husband. I keep trying to get him to read this book and he's just not picking up. He would much prefer to read books on economics and programming. (laughs) Uh, But I actually think it's rubbed off on people around me because I am changing the way I operate. So Flourish by Martin Seligman. Again, it's a fairly quick read, uh, but will probably change the way you look at life a little bit. Okay, the fifth book. Again, something that I read fairly early on in my career, actually, although it can't have been that long ago because I don't think it's been out that long, but Deep Work by Cal Newport. It's subtitled Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World. I first read this as a struggling software engineer. I was stretched thin on far too many projects because I said yes to everything because that's what I did back then, always responding to what I now refer to as the whirlwind, the whirlwind of who is making the most noise, asking me for the most things. I just wish that this book had been around when I was first stepping into my career rather than later on. In fact, I wish this book was taught in schools. (laughs) I think in the age of busy, 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 distractions, lack of attention, this one is a game changer and helps us learn the art and also the muscle of focus. And why deep work as a concept is really a huge game changer in our productivity, in our ability to change things. And the ability of our corporations and organizations to deliver extraordinary results, we all need deep work and yet nobody's ever going to give us permission for it. They're just not going to be happy when we don't hear our OKRs. I don't do everything this author suggests. It's pretty intense in places, um, but I have definitely brought in a lot of the practices and processes that Cal Newport advocates in this book. And I advocate for them with all of my clients And I live and breathe the idea of deep work daily. I truly believe that this is the game changer. It certainly is in my business. It was in my career when I adopted this. And I encourage all my clients to do the same. Especially as an executive, you are never going to be given the time you need to do deep work. So you have to do it for yourself. Okay, those are the five books. I do have some honorable mentions coming, as I said. But I just want to remind you about the competition. If you want to get your hands on those five books, not the honorable mentions, but the five books... I'm giving away two stacks of all five. So two of you can win all five of those books. All you have to do is head over to bit.ly forward slash LWIT dash EP100, link in the show notes, and share with me in that form how you shared your favorite episode or episodes of the Leading Women in Tech podcast with your community. Okay, so honorable mentions. Okay, The One Thing by Gary Keller. Again, a very short, sweet book, but great book for focus figuring out what it is that you really need to do to move the needle. He likes to ask the question, like, what is the one thing you need to do for X, Y, Z? I have adopted that and modified it in all the way, the way I coach now. I'm like, well, what is the one thing you need to do to make everything else unnecessary, easier, gone away? What's the thing that's going to unlock everything else? If you can ask yourself, like, the one thing it is a great approach to strategy when you're not a naturally strategic person like me. I am very tactical by nature, But I have learned how to be more strategic by asking the right questions. And what is the one thing is such a great question. There is obviously far more to that book than that. Go read it. It's very short, very sweet, very quick to read. Okay, 
changing tune a little bit with the next honourable mention. It's The Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. So this is a biography of Shonda. Uh, Shonda Rhimes, for those of you who don't know, is a TV writer. She is the person behind Grey's Anatomy, for example. And she's just incredibly funny, actually, to listen to and read her work. Some people don't like her style of writing. If you go and read reviews of the book online, people seem to love it or hate it. I am one of those people. I loved it. It is a motivating and inspiring story for getting out of your comfort zone, encouraging self-discovery, and there's so much humor thrown in along the way. It's a very beautiful read. I just wanted to smile more, and I was more optimistic, and I was stepping out of my comfort zone more as I was reading the book. Even though I am the person that says, get comfortable with being uncomfortable, I was trying to do that more and more as a result of reading this book. So go read that one. I could not have this list without mentioning Savvy Women in Five Minutes a Day by my dear friend Moira Lethbridge. Moira and I met only a year ago and this woman has become a cornerstone of my life. We collaborate as coaches and this book, Savvy Women in Five Minutes a Day, Make Time for a Life That Matters, is just such a beautiful book. There's an entry for every single day, little snippets, read it over a year, binge read it like I did. And one of the things that Moira does is when she meets somebody, she picks up the book and asks them their birthday. She did this to me the very first time that we met and read mine out to me. And actually, I think she read it when she was on the podcast too. So go back and check out that episode um, if you want to know when my birthday is. (laughs) And I just love it. I love everything about it. It's such great nuggets of wisdom and it just makes me smile. And the one on my birthday makes me smile every single time. So great one. Savvy Women in Five Minutes a Day by Moira Lethbridge. And then I also asked my community um, because my community of amazing women is part of what makes my life wonderful. I am the luckiest coach in the world. I get paid to do work. I so deeply believe in changing the world of technology through coaching women. I love coaching and I get to meet extraordinary women. And I have this community of extraordinary women on Slack. If you're not in my Slack space, why not? Head over to the show notes to get the link to join. You're welcome. Um, and so I asked them, like, what would you recommend? Several people recommended some of the books in that I've already shared because I talk about them all the time. <laughs> in fact, I think every single book other than Flourish, which I don't think I've really mentioned very much before. Other than that, I think somebody mentioned at least one of those other books once, right? Many people said about the first 90 days and Rise because I, I think because I talk about them all the time. So either you've all read them because I've told you to, <laughs> Or uh, I attract people who've read them. So I don't know which way around that is. But two great books there. But in addition to that, um, one actually that I should have included, and then I was like, oh gosh, I didn't think of that one until it was pointed out to me by my community, is Mindset by Carol Dweck. This is the first book I read that helped me understand that nothing is fixed in terms of our abilities and we can always grow. This psychologist, Carol Dweck, again, someone that my parents recommended to me a long decades ago, maybe, This is the book that helped me understand how powerful it is to not be boxed in by terms like IQ and ability and, you know, the stereotypes even of gender and race in terms of how far we're going to go in life. The fact that actually when you're given the right conditions and that partly comes from you, partly comes from external influence, yes, so much is possible, so much more than we're told is possible. And again, it's one of those books that You can view it as very depressing because if this was actually embraced in our education system, the world would be a very different place and a beautiful place at that. So Mindset by Carol Dweck. Multipliers by Liz Wiseman. 
Now, I will admit I've not read this entire book. I've only read snippets of it. It's now on my list to go and read the entire book. And I followed Liz Wiseman for years now. This is really about identifying if you're unconsciously being an accidental diminisher. Multipliers are the people who are in a leadership role and they provide this multiplicative effect. Everybody working together is actually more powerful than the sum of the parts. Diminishers are the ones where, you know, not necessarily encouraging that behavior. I could talk about that one all day too. Multipliers by Liz Wiseman. And then the final book is The Coaching Habit. Stay Less, Ask More and Change the Way You Lead Forever by Michael Bungay Stanier. I have no idea if I said that right. Um, it's a short read on how to be asking more open-ended questions and be more effective in one-on-ones. Again, I read this one many moons ago. I forgot I had it on my shelf until somebody said this, recommended this. And I thought, I've read that. It was a great way for me to get started in my leisure career. So a great way to really change how you operate with your team, asking questions rather than solving all their problems. Okay, that is the list. So I'm just going to remind you of my top five because they're in there for a lot of good reason. I really, really struggle with this list, by the way. I could have taken like 50 books off my shelf. I have these massive bookcases in my office and they're full of books. 9% of them are stuff that I use all the time, leadership, coaching, development, all that sort of stuff. And it's so incredibly important in our lives. I'm a big book reader. I know part of my job is to take all that and bring it all down into the key nuggets of wisdom, which is why people pay me (laughs) Uh, that. And, you know, I keep up to date on the literature and all that and the coaching. But there's so many great books out there. So actually, I would also love to know what are your favorite books? Drop me a note on social media in Slack if you're in my Slack space. LinkedIn is probably the best place to find me. I would love to know if you've got a great edition. But let me just recap those top five. Number one, Rise by Patty Azzarello. Number two, The First 90 Days by Michael Watkins. And number three, Ask for It by Linda Babcock and Sarah Leshiva. Number four, Flourish by Martin Seligman. And number five, Deep Work by Cal Newport. And as I mentioned, if you want to win those, head to the show notes, fill in the form, share the podcast, and you might just win all five of those books shipped to you wherever you live. All right. I'm not going to give you a mindset tip. Well, not a traditional mindset tip. I think my one mindset tip would be if I had to give you one. See, I can't help myself have to give you a mindset tip, it would be read more. The world is your oyster. Learn about it. Until next time, remember, stay on your tech leadership game, follow your dreams, and maybe read more because the world really does need that uniqueness that you bring as a leading woman in tech. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, check out how to get more of my help and some free resources. It's where I take what I talk about in this podcast and really help you apply it. Hop on over to tonycollis.com and check out Work With Tony and free resources in the menu bar. Until next time, this was Tony Collis on the Leading Woman in Tech podcast.